Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Sixena, and today we have a special spring break episode. Yay! Um, I'm actually on location at my spring break destination, which is Scottsdale, Arizona. A far cry from the weather that we're having in Nebraska, where I heard it's cold and snowy. So not sad to be here, um, but excited to do my first on location remote episode. Uh, so today, speaking of spring break, uh, we have a joke at with my, my husband. I have a joke. Like every time we ha- we say spring break, we act like we're like lifting our shirts up and cheering like the spring breaks of like college. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit about how spring break might look a little bit differently for you now that you have a family. I know for us, it looks a lot different. Um, so our family, we love to travel and, uh, us and most families, I think that has been a little bit, a little bit less the last few years. Uh, one of the most famous spring breaks that I'll always remember was actually spring break 2020. In March of 2020, our family went to Hawaii. And when we left Nebraska, everything was normal. And when we came back, uh, the world was closing down and we were we were worried we weren't going to make it back and our kids never went back to school the rest of the year. Um, So I'm very excited to be having spring break 2022 where the world remains open. Uh, I feel pretty confident that my kids will be returning to school after the end of this week. Um, So things are getting a little bit back to normal and our family, like I think many families are excited to be traveling again for spring break and just enjoying life away from home for a little bit. So for this episode, what I wanted to share was um, some tips for feeding your family while traveling, Uh, because as I I think we even said last week with Anthony's episode, when you're a parent, a lot of times uh, I like to say you take trips with your family, not vacations. And I don't mean that to sound bad. I think the trips are amazing and we love doing it. But the difference I think is, is when you're a parent, uh, the responsibilities come with you. So those kids still need to be watched and cared for and they still need to eat. So here I have, I have brought together my 10 tips for feeding your family while you're out vacationing. And I hope that this will make it or on your trip rather, I hope this will make it a little bit easier for you. Um, so you can enjoy and kick back as much as possible and just enjoy the experience with your family. So let's get started. So number one, which I think is actually my very biggest tip of anything, uh, is to consider very carefully where you will stay. I think this is probably, if you take nothing else away, uh, definitely this is probably the make or break or biggest decision that you make when you're traveling with your family. I know for us, um, hotels really haven't worked well for our family and they haven't for several years. We have four kids. Um, Currently they're ages seven to 13, but even when they were smaller, 
um, you know, they're, they're not really old enough to stay in hotel rooms alone. And six people in a hotel room is usually not allowed. And even if it is, is pretty tight. Um, and I know my husband and I never wanted to stay in different rooms in a hotel. Uh, that doesn't sound very fun for a vacation together. And for whatever reason, I found that hotels very regularly will not guarantee you adjoining rooms, which I don't know why. If you're in the hotel management business, if you could please tell me why you can't just book that, I would love to know because that has been one of my biggest frustrations. So um, for us, hotels have not... We, we still do them when we have to, but normally what we do is we will look for a house to stay in because that has worked for us a lot better. And thankfully... Uh, that process of finding houses to stay in is a lot easier these days than it, it was even when we were kids. Um, so what we actually did, um, because we found that we we really like to be able to stay in houses, is we joined a vacation club, I guess I would call it, that's called Inspirado, and they have access to tons of houses Um really all over the world and all over the country. And that's made it a lot easier for our families. But even if you don't travel enough to kind of make that make sense for your family, um, obviously Airbnb and VRBO has made it way easier to find a house um, pretty much anywhere you want to go. So I would encourage you if you're kind of deciding which is which, I for, for us at least, I think finding a house has been um, a lot easier. That said, if you do need to stay in a hotel, wherever you're staying, um, I have found it's much easier to try to find one that's sort of like sweet style living that has a kitchen or a kitchenette and little spot to eat in, in at least one of the rooms that you're staying in. Um, or at the very minimum, one that has a mini fridge and a microwave. So at the bare minimum, you can almost always find somewhere that has a hotel uh, with a mini fridge and a microwave. And that will take you far um, because the truth is, is that you any parent knows that the idea of eating out three plus meals a day with a child doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so that will give you at least a little bit of flexibility where you're staying. Other things, if you do end up um, wanting to or needing to stay in a hotel, um, always look for one that has the free breakfast buffet. Uh, it's worth its weight in gold. Of any meal that you probably don't want to eat out with small children, it's breakfast. The idea of getting everyone out and presentable somewhere ready to go by breakfast time, it's like, totally difficult. So the free breakfast, the other ones I will look for if we're staying at a hotel is some of them will have what they'll call something like club access, or they'll have this area of the hotel that seems to host like snacks and um, meals throughout the day. Totally worth its weight to have a spot where you can just sneak in and grab some food throughout the day. Um, another one that we have found is a lot of places will do what they'll call a happy hour where they'll have probably drinks for the grownups. Um, but they usually tend to have a lot of appetizers and with small kids, you can usually make those appetizers a meal, which is one more easy way to save some money sometime and kind of be able to eat in the hotel. Um, and the final one would just be to look for like an all-inclusive resort. That That's kind of a, if you're staying in a hotel and it's an all-inclusive situation, it's a lot easier um, because you usually don't have to leave the hotel or resort at all. Um, but going back to if you're staying in a house, which has really been our favorite, my tip that goes with that is also to um, always call ahead and see exactly what they will have at the house. So it's really good if you're going to kind of plan, how are we going to eat here? Make sure you're aware of all of the 
um, appliances that they have, but not only that, um, little things. And I'm telling you these from experience because I've made these mistakes before. Do they have knives? Uh, what about like seasonings, salt, pepper, just your basic seasoning things, oil, sprays for pans. These sound silly, but like you get there and you're like, oh, they have a full kitchen. They have pans. And then you realize like you can't even make an egg that doesn't stick to the pan or there's no salt or the worst or the one I will always say is figure out the coffee situation because having a coffee maker with no coffee filter is like probably the most depressing way to wake up. So um, I would say go through and make sure that you kind of ask those nitty gritty questions so that you can be prepared, um, get what you need to get or bring what you need with you. And it will also help you in, in kind of this next step. So tip number two, I would say is to plan some meals and snacks and get groceries, like very plan before you go and make getting groceries day one or day two um, priorities. And when I say planning meals, I don't usually recommend that for, unless you really love it and you really want to stick to a plan for vacation time, I would usually say, keep things really light and loose because you want, you're on vacation. You want to be able to do things that are a little bit more impromptu or spontaneous in the moment. And you don't want to waste a bunch of money on groceries and things that you never end up cooking or eating. So keep it loose. I say plan for a few meals and snacks that you know that you will have um, and keep them super simple. So again, it's not your home kitchen. You're not going to have all the things that you want. So do things that, you know, don't require a lot of ingredients um, that you know that you'll be able to either like make ahead if it's like a crock pot meal or something super quick when you get home. Um, for us, like some of my favorite just vacation meals are just the easiest stuff. Like we'll get spaghetti and frozen meatballs um, or make chili so that you can put it in the crock pot before you leave and go out for the day and come back. Um, other stuff sandwiches, grilled cheese, that kind of stuff. I mean, you're happy. Kids are happy and it's super simple. So I would say, again, like plan for fewer than, than you'll need so that you don't have a lot of waste and then don't be overly ambitious because I'm almost guaranteeing that you'll be missing some key ingredient of this fancy meal that you were planning on making and it will just become a nightmare. So don't set yourself up for a lot of work. Try to make a vacation for you too and keep it super simple. My other tip is um, order your groceries if possible. So um, if you're staying at a house, chances are that there's a grocery store or a Walmart. Walmart's kind of my go-to when we're traveling because there's a Walmart, it seems, almost everywhere. And they will deliver your groceries to you usually or at least like have them ready so you can go pick them up. The other thing is like Walmart is pretty standard that they're going to have all of the sort of basic necessities that you need. So I would usually... Before you go, if you can order your groceries so that you either have them ready to pick up or even can get them delivered to you on day one or day two. And it's just so simple because everything comes to you. Um, the other thing is you're ordering these groceries. I would focus mostly... I, I sound like I'm obsessed with breakfast, but I feel like breakfast is like the make or break of the vacation days. So for the foods that I order, normally I will order breakfast foods, heavy on the breakfast foods because you hardly ever want to leave the house before breakfast. Um, and then snack foods, because those are the kind of things that you'll be able to either kind of make a snacky meal throughout the day, or that will be useful for something you can kind of eat in between activities or take with you as you go. 
Um, the other things I would say is, especially with younger kids, I would use that opportunity to bring in some of those really familiar favorites. Um, because when you think about vacationing, it's, it's a lot of change. So for some younger, for younger kids, especially, and for kids who maybe aren't as excited about changes and are very, uh, dedicated to their routines, we'll say. I mean, if you think about it, they're in a new place, they're not around their usual people. They're not around all their toys. Their bed is different. This might be a different time zone. A lot of things are changing. And so this isn't maybe the time to say like, and we're going to order all these new foods for us to try. I mean, if, uh, my family is, they're a little bit older and they're a little bit more adventurous. So that can be fun. But I think just having, especially if you're in a strange place, having these few little familiar favorites from home can kind of be comforting uh, to kids. And it's, something that you know that they'll eat. And so you don't have to be so worried about buying a bunch of stuff again, that you're going to waste. Also, I know for us, vacation means we tend to buy a few more treats than we usually do. So I would say that the um, chip and cookie purchasing is very heavy at vacation time. And I think that that's part of the fun. So maybe some of those things that you don't buy every week at home, uh, vacation week seems like a good time to just sort of enjoy it together. But other than that, um, our go-to meals when we're here, besides sort of the spaghetti and the chili, I mentioned um, frozen pizza. So we do a lot of frozen pizzas. You can kind of spruce them up with any other produce that you have left over. I like to do that. Um, we do a lot of charcuterie or snack tray meals. Those require like no cooking. So meat and cheese, fruits and veggies, nuts, all of those things um, it can be a great way to just snack on stuff that didn't require any cooking, but you can make a whole meal of it. And when you're including fruits and veggies and proteins, you can feel like it's a pretty complete meal. Um, and then the other thing too, is if, if you're into it, I like to use vacation time when we're in a house to actually do more cooking with my kids. I know, um, I mean, obviously we're really into that, but for some families, you don't necessarily have the time to, to cook together every day or even every weekend. And so it can be fun to just fix something simple. But since you don't have, you know, you're not coming home tired from work or you're not in a hurry to get to anybody's practice, it can actually be a great time to cook a dish with your kids um, and spend that time together. So normally on vacation, we will, we will usually have at least a couple of times where the kids will get in the kitchen and do some baking or cooking with me. And I enjoy that. Um, okay. So not to like totally reiterate this again, but uh, tip number three was again to go all in on breakfast. Um, so again, you know, when you're busy or this is probably the biggest key, if you do end up staying in a hotel, uh, get a big breakfast before you set out. You don't want to like go get to some destination that you're trying to go to on vacation and have everybody like already hungry in the car on the way there. So I say do that. And that'll usually buy you a few hours of fun before anybody needs to eat again. Um, and then the other thing too, and not to sound like totally um, crazy, but like those breakfast buffets are a great place to like stock up on snacks for the rest of the day. So I, I don't ever feel bad about grabbing a few extra bagels and bananas and yogurts for, for the road. So I would say if you're there, um, you know, stock up on some snacks that might help you get through the day. Tip number four is to bring a backpack and water bottles with you when you're setting out for the day. So we're past the days of diaper bags. So I don't usually end up 
um, taking a big bag with me most places I go, though I do find on vacation, it's pretty helpful to have a backpack where you can stash. Well, first of all, all those things you stole off the breakfast buffet, <laughs> um, but also just snacks that you pack throughout the day. Because when you're out and about, you're in an f- unfamiliar place, maybe you're at a amusement park, or you're out hiking, um, you know, it's harder to come by snacks. And as you guys know, kids and me always want to eat. So I usually would pack like an insulated lunch bag that you can put inside your inside your backpack and that can keep some foods cold and then a water bottle or two. Um, you know, I don't pack six water bottles. That would be like a workout in and of itself, carrying that around, but you can pack a couple so that that will also save you from having to stop and get drinks everywhere because, you know, kids are always thirsty. It'll keep everybody hydrated and and your family. So you can share, um, my, my, Snacks that are are really good to pack for that backpack. I found um, fruits, so the obvious stuff, um, bananas, uh, any like apples, uh, grapes, things like that usually stay pretty good. Um, nuts, if you don't have anybody with any allergies in your family, thankfully we don't. So that, that can be a good one to kind of tide people over. And then granola bars and trail mix. If I have that cooler, I'll usually pack some cheese sticks or those squeezy yogurts. And those actually, if you're staying in a place that has a freezer, freezing those um, the the night before and then sticking them in will actually keep the rest of your food cold. Um, And then those squeezy applesauce packets, all those things are easy backpack snacks that are usually pretty kid-friendly. The other thing we'll often like for snacks, uh, especially my son will be like meat sticks or jerky. And those are just, again, like easy backpack friendly snacks that can get you through, um, and save you from having to stop, um, and waste time finding a place to, to eat or, um, spend money on snacks. Um, tip number five, you know, I had to do this, but, uh, to focus on family meals and sitting down together. So I think vacation, especially, if you think about why are you doing this, why, why do you want to go on vacation with your family in the first place? It's really just to have that time together and enjoy it. So of all times to worry less about the food that you're eating and more about the time just enjoying as a family, I think vacation is the easiest time to justify it if you struggle. So again, I think it, it's great. Number one, it will also, it will help you just slow down. I think it's really easy when you're on vacation to book a lot of stuff and feel like I always say like, you don't want to be like Danny Tanner with his clipboard of fun on vacation. If you ever watched full house, because you just want to have the time to kind of relax and enjoy as well. So knowing that you're going to sit down and have meals together, um, facing each other, eating the same food together, um, give kind of builds in that time on any trip or vacation to allow you to just relax, slow down a little bit and enjoy that time together. Uh, number six is to eat out strategically. So kind of like we said, especially when you're traveling with kids, you don't, most parents would not find it fun to eat out three times a day, you know, plus one or two snacks with your kids. Number one, it's super expensive. Um, number two, if you're unfamiliar with the area, you don't even necessarily know where you want to go. And number three, it's just not fun. Like, I don't think kids like to be in restaurants three, four times a day. So I would say plan ahead for this because that said, 
in traveling for me, uh, and I know for our family, one of the most fun things about going a new place is trying new food. Whether, you know, if you're in a place that really has different food due to the sort of culture or if you were traveling abroad, um, but anywhere you go usually has like sort of these must eat at restaurants or the, the best restaurants in town. So I always say it's totally worth looking ahead and saying like, you know, what are the, what are the must go to restaurants? Um, so plan ahead, but stay open too, because you also want to have the flexibility to be able to stop at like that cute ice cream shop that you walked by. Um, so don't be married to it, but know what you're doing. Um, and I would say, you know, to scope the menus out, we are usually, um, not people who, eat off. We, we don't have our kids eat off the kid menu. Most places that we go um, on vacation, I would use this plus minus number one. You know, it is a good way to save money. If you're on a trip and you're really on a budget, usually the kids menu is a lot less expensive. Number two, I would say I would be a little bit more flexible about that on vacation just because of the other things we talked about. If your kid's already struggling with the routine um, and you know being off with his sleep or anything like that, then maybe this is the time to just say, okay, well, craft mac and cheese for you if that's what you want. Um, we can we can have a sense of normalcy here. But on the flip side, you know, if your kids are a little bit more adventurous and they really like it, we end up splitting a lot of dishes and that makes for like kind of more kid-friendly portions, but allows them to try more things. And we also tend to um, rely a lot more heavily on appetizers because I think those tend to be a little bit more kid-friendly and again, allow you to try a lot more um, different foods at a new restaurant that you want, might want to try. Um, number seven, tip number seven is, is kind of, again, related to... Um, trying to keep a little semblance of routine while you're out and about. So it's really to try to keep your usual schedule and feeding routine if possible. So uh, if your child usually eats three meals and two snacks, do your best to kind of keep that schedule and structure as best that you can. Um, I think that you'll find that that is uh, going to keep their their equilibrium a little bit better and you won't have these sort of meltdowns where you've realized like your kid hasn't eaten for for you know five hours and and you get these sort of toddler meltdowns and you forget that you were out and about and everything was different and we forgot to eat so um i just say you know keep that in mind as you go about your day number eight is a little bit more um strategic, I guess, in the sense of remembering the little tummies. So it is not uncommon for kids and really anyone to get constipated while they're traveling. And um, this can be a real deal for anyone, but I know as a pediatrician, for sure. I mean, we had kids in the emergency room in terrible pain, and sometimes all it was is that they were super constipated. And so this is definitely more of a risk with kids when they're traveling. Um, not only just the the change in the routine, but also sort of, as we've mentioned, we tend to eat maybe more treats and processed food while we're out traveling. Not only that, but for kids, especially, 
um, when their routine is changed. And then also things that's as simple as like the bathroom being different makes them maybe less comfortable using it. Um, that, and then when you're traveling too, sometimes you're stuck like long car rides or in any sort of transportation where they have to hold it. Um, and so I always say when, when you're picking foods, especially snack foods, it's a little bit um, it's a good idea, especially if you know that this is something that you or your kids are prone to, to make sure that you're making food choices that are going to help keep things moving um, because nothing ruins a vacation like a grumpy, constipated child. <laughs> Uh, so for this, of course, make sure that they're drinking lots of fluids. So that's why it's always a good idea to bring those water bottles around, um, fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables, and then fiber rich snacks, which can be things like popcorn or whole grain crackers. All of those things will help kind of keep their belly healthy and their guts moving. Um, other than that, I would say, you know, even if you're a person that doesn't tend to give your kids a lot of juice. Juice can be a good choice in these instances where it's not only helping to keep them hydrated, but again, can um, help to soften some of those stools and yogurt is also a good choice to just kind of keep that gut health. Um, and on that note, I always say too, you know, if you're somebody that worries that your child doesn't doesn't get a good varied diet and on vacation, if that seems to be even more um magnified, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and pack some multivitamins. That's an easy way to kind of give yourself that assurance that even though maybe we're not eating our best, it's a little bit of a, a diet insurance. So you can always pack some or order some kids vitamins. Um, my last ones are really for moms and dads. So number nine is to remember you. So when you are, this kind of goes back to making sure like the coffee situation is set up before you get there or whatever that is for you. Think about your favorite things when you're ordering those groceries, like coffee with that, like powder creamer is not the same as coffee with real creamer or get your favorite type of tea bag or whatever it is. Like, don't forget to incorporate your favorites. And to me, some of those little things, um, whatever it is for your morning routine or your favorite things for breakfast, like get them. They're very small things. And I think at the time you parents tend to kind of put their desires or their wishes second, but it's a really easy way to just say like, you know what, I'm going to incorporate this. I'm going to get that special snack. I like, I'm going to get, you know, the, the dark chocolates that I usually don't buy for myself at the grocery store. I'm going to get that fancy bottle of wine and we're going to have it with dinner. Why not? You know, it's those simple things. You're already ordering it. Um, so make sure that you do a little something special for yourself. Um, and then number 10 is actually to do your home self a favor. So my two tips would be generally what happens when you leave the house, um, you're off and you're ready to go on vacation. So usually what happens is you leave the house a huge mess because it's been a whirlwind trying to get everybody like packed up and out of here. And uh, all of the food that you had in your house is either going to be rotten when you get home or you've or if you've really been on top of things, you've like cleaned it out before you go. So the worst thing when you come home from a trip is to come home to like this messy, dirty house with no food because you're exhausted. You travel, you get home and you're like, uh, back to reality and then some. So if possible, number one would be, you know, if you're really good, then make the effort to try to keep your house clean before you go. But good luck with that. But I would say, you know, it's not a bad idea if you have, if you have someone that can, 
like a cleaning person that can come and you have somebody that can let them in while you're gone. I think it's totally worth it to, to schedule that while you're gone, because coming home to a clean house is just like 110 times more relaxing. And then this goes back to my, my previous idea about having your groceries ordered, but have your groceries ordered so that they can be delivered like the day you come back or the next day so that you already know that you've got this um, food that's coming to your house. And it's one last thing to worry about when you get home. So set yourself up for that. And it's sort of going to make that transition back home a lot easier and going to make it a lot um, more pleasant experience for you as a parent. And those are my 10 tips for feeding your family while you're on vacation. I hope that they help. And I hope that you guys are all able to enjoy some traveling now that the world has opened up a little bit and we can all go out and see the sights. Um, if you guys have any tips that, that work for you guys on, on trips, I would love to hear them. So please leave them on the comments in our Facebook page. Um, I think that everyone would benefit from your experience. And um, if you're enjoying this, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and we will see you again next week for another great episode of feeding the family. Bye.